So hi everyone, welcome to the Edison Books podcast. I'm Neil Delstrother and today I'm really, really happy to be interviewing Edison author Eliana Harvey. Eliana is a therapist, shaman, long-time yoga teacher, writer. She's got a deep interest in Native American culture and tradition. She's founder of Shamanka, a unique school of women's shamanism, and has been involved in the spiritual path in numerous ways since 1960. And there's endless amounts to talk about. But today we're chatting mainly, but not only, about her White Eagle Medicine Wheel Pack, which, which will enable you to work with Native American wisdom as a way of life. And I've had a good look at it. and it's a, it's a beautifully produced healing pack that includes cards and explanation book, which is put together with the help of a Native American, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this right, but Wana Nietzsche. So, Eliana, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Thank you for being here. That's fantastic. So I'm just wondering if you could say a few words actually about Wana Nietzsche. Okay. Well, Wana Nietzsche, and he has his uh, ordinary name is uh, Dennis Renault, and he's uh, what we call a Maltese. He's nearly all Native American, but he's also part French. And um, he's taught for a number of years. He, basically, he runs sweat lodges, which are very powerful and effective. Right. But um, I got to know him and um, invited him to come across to this country with his colleague, another shaman, medicine man, and uh, stayed for a long time. And one um, each stayed for a shorter time. But um, I had the idea of writing these medicine cards and asked him if he'd be interested in helping out, um, which he did. So um, I did it as if he was actually there. So I gave him quite a a glowing description of him and his abilities, and um, so I, I took me quite a long. We took me two years to write. Right. Contacted him, and he gave a few paragraphs on each chapter, but um, not all of it was his input. Basically, for my my training and the amount of knowledge I gathered with other from other Native Americans, and the work I'd done uh, with that tradition, we used to go went really to the Midwest, they went to Santa Fe right. and for a number of years. I got to know the people, the indigenous people. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a fascinating, I mean, your background, how, do, I mean, I understand your, you, you know, you sort of describe your background as in the Celtic tradition, but obviously you've, you've you, you know, you've spent a lot of time with Native Americans. I mean, how, how is, how has your journey been with that? Well, that, um, well, my basic background, my father was a, pioneer osteopath, my mother's a naturopath, but quite honestly I found that is that world very restrictive and kind of revolted after a while and ate junk food and um, stuffed myself with aspirins because all this holy and good stuff I felt was very boring. Right. Because yeah. of my story short, I was looking for something completely different. Yeah. First of all, um, trained in shiatsu, another complementary medicine, so I actually trained in Chinese medicine, which I did. I found that Energy came out of my hands, which surprised me, and um, right. so I was really pulled towards the healing modalities. And what I also thought was that somewhere, within our Celtic traditions, mostly being lost, it's it's hearsay and people who kind of do visionary work. So because all the druids were killed off, and the so-called witches who were the medicine and herbs for those days, yeah. um, I started looking around for what the knowledge the indigenous people of different lands held. I started with yoga and I found that was extremely beneficial. And it started really, I then began to meditate and right. 
um, sort of inspiration and ideas started coming to me. So I really thought, well, I found the Native American people are very interesting and started doing some research. And so both my husband and I were teaching for the school, as it were, at that time. Right. A lovely long school holiday, so it took ourselves off <laughs> Albuquerque. And wow. the journey started from there, so we explored the Native traditions. We rented a little adobe house. And there was such riches, such, such, such fascinating information, and it's still a living tradition of those Pueblo people up the Rio Grande. Uh, I found most fascinating of all was the Taos Pueblo, which is a heritage site, as I understand it. Right. And made quite a lot of interesting connections on my way. Went, uh, visited other medicine men and attended sweat lodges, and basically over those eight years just gathered a huge amount of understanding that they held great knowledge and wisdom still, and they had, their ecology was peerless. They have a, still a lot of knowledge of how we should be treating the earth, not taking, but giving back as far as we possible. And I thought, all these things are so much needed by our Western culture in these days. Yes. I mean, what's interesting also is that, that this Native American culture is so alive, because obviously one view of it has been that it's all been destroyed and, you know, everyone's an alcoholic and all that stuff, but that doesn't appear to be the truth from what you're saying. It does exist. Some of the reservations are sad places, but the core knowledge and the wisdom is still held within the, uh, these original wise people. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And, and I suppose that's, you know, how does that translate? I mean, obviously, you've, you've, you've seeped yourself in it, but how does that translate into this medicine wheel pack that you've produced? Well, I, I run lots of workshops, some, some, some based on Native American traditions, and some from the indigenous people of Peru, which have been part of my journey. So I would say that I try to keep it very practical. I mean, so many people these days are looking for a vision, or they're lost, or they try this or that or the other. Yeah. But the teaching of the Native Americans is that the animal beings were our first teachers. They showed us, particularly the bear, showed knew what medicines were needed from herbs, and they knew when to relax and be quiet. That's so the bear goes into his cave and sleeps. Right. They would see that he gains his visions there. So their herbal knowledge is quite remarkable for medicinal purposes. Each quality of these animals, it's, I've taken a traditional understanding of them and related them to the tribe with which they're quite connected. Yep. The, the actual package itself is a journey, starting as if you were studying with um, a, wise, a wise teacher, and you start as an apprentice and a student and the elder, so each section is appropriate to people who are beginners and people who are more experienced, and finally when you reach a stage of wisdom where you you're your own teacher, you're considered to be the elder. So I've chosen typical animals for, for one section, for the knowledge and the wisdom they carry, so people can just riff through the pack and, and choose something if they've got a particular question or they find something uncomfortable or there's a relationship problem. But at each level there are answers to the kind of challenges that we have in life. Yeah, so, I mean, if I was actually, if I was to use it, firstly, what sort of issue, you mentioned relationship issues, for example, I I could use it for pretty much any issue, presumably. Yes. It, yes. It, it gives a guidance, and um, after the animals, it goes on to objects and sacred objects, which hold potency, yeah. and later on, the elders and the wise ones who hold the wisdom of the tradition. So you can take it as a whole teaching, um, that you work through gradually in your own time, 
or can use it just to dip in when you feel, just intuitively, when you feel you've got a question and you're looking for an answer. So in that way, you could pick just maybe one card or two or three cards. Absolutely. And there are are, um, layouts uh, at the end of each chapter which are appropriate, will give you an answer to the certain problems. The medicine wheel itself uh, represents the circle of life within the Native American tradition. The East is when you're born, it's the beginning of your life on this planet. It's, it's, it's childhood and spring and can hopefully arrive with a passion for life. So it's like sacred fire. Yeah. And then you move to the south, which is childhood, and how you're treated during that period, the kind of family you come into, the influences you've had will react to what kind of child that you are. And it's a place, it should be the place of trust and innocence. It's right. also the place of, of wounding. And that's the place of the coyote, because in those traditions, the coyote is like the banana skin. It's so important, it pulls the rug from under our feet. Okay. And there are many other qualities there, but it's the place of water, because water represents the emotions and our emotional body. So the place to find healing. Well, that's the emotions, and if you go into the West, it's called the deep looks within place. It's the place of our inner world. It can represent the past, and within this tradition, even past lives. But it can rep- it represents your maturity, how you act in life as a, as a mature adult, which will be conditioned by what kind of childhood you have. Sure. And so hopefully, the, that is the place of matter, and it's knowing when to rest and to repose. So we have opposite of that is spirit in the East, which is that light, fantastic, optimistic time, ideally, it should be balanced by matter. Some people, unfortunately, get too trapped in matter, and it's all to do with my next bling. Or <laughs> yes, there's a few of those around, aren't there? Yeah. The things are, that are very solid material, because they forget the spiritual dimensions of it. They don't, yes, that's waffly stuff. So, and we move around to the north, and the north is the place of the elder. Hopefully, the wisdom that should come, hopefully, come with age, and... So it's the place of the mind. But some people are just walking heads and they can't, if you look across the wheel to the south, which is the place of emotions, we don't want any of that emotional stuff. It's totally not rational. All I'm interested in, I'm a walking head. All I'm interested in is my intellect and my mind. Right. So those two can help each other. We ought to help each other. So the mind and the emotions should hopefully be working in harmony, as should matter and spirit with the East and the so it's all, I mean, I can feel from what you're saying, it's all about getting that balance between each of these parts through your life. Yes. And there are, of course, there are creature beings connected to each of these levels of awareness. Eagle is in the, in the East because that's that soaring being, that soaring energy that can reach great spirit. And as I said, it's the coyote. In some traditions, it's the snake. In the... Would that be like the trickster if you were doing a Jungian oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. self-important. And it's the bear in the, the West, uh, and also probably the buffalo or the, or the um, well, I, I prefer the wolf right. in the North. Do you, do you see a lot of connections between different traditions? I mean, I know with the Celtic tradition you, you yes. see that, but also through the, well, through, for example, Jungian psychology and various other things. Do you, do you, do you yes. notice yes. Um, pat- patterns? Well, quite honestly because of the profound psychology and knowledge of psychology 
of these native indigenous people, I think that's where our modern psychology and psychotherapy has uh, arisen from, evolved into, if you like. Yes. And, it, and it, obviously, I mean, it goes sort of without saying that you feel that we should be reconnecting into this and this can help, your pack can help and also whatever can help with this. Yes, absolutely. Um, there are so many tools available to us um, if we open ourselves to them and do a little bit of exploring, fantastic fun exploring. And I found, to say more recently, that the most authentic people who held on to their indigenous knowledge are, are the Inca. And, uh, yes. That they have, their wheel is slightly different. Um, they still have the medicine wheel with its potency, as do the Celtic. The Celtic people is a quarter term of the elements. But basically, they can all be made to um, fit the purpose. Yeah. One of the things that's very interesting, I found very interesting, is your Shamanka uh, school of shamanism is yeah. very much, you know, very much, it's completely based on the. For women, isn't it? Which yes. is, um, and I know it's. Uh, I mean, you, one of the quotes is there: "The teachings prepare us for the extraordinary times of change, which were foretold yes. by the Maya Hopi Inca many generations ago." I'm in, interested why you decided right. It's women only. We, we get mostly women coming to our healing centre. Yeah, and um, I do shamanic healing for them, and the amount of strain that they're under, trying very often to hold down a demanding job, raise the children, keep the parents happy, cook, hostess. The list of roles is overwhelming. <laughs> and so many of them really feel rather burnt out. And it, it does seem to be still, to a degree, a patriarchal society. It's far better than it used to be. Right, yeah. But when they are lacking support, they just feel swamped by too many demands on their time, their emotions and their energy. That's one thing. But the other thing is um, I started by doing mixed group, sort of spiritual evolution kind of thing. So right. Development. And we had a couple of men on it, it was mostly women. I have to say with a deep apology because it's just this particular bloke, he kept interrupting the women. He wouldn't let them speak. Um, the, the women were getting really pissed off. Right. <laughs> right, mansplaining, I believe it's called. And <laughs> yeah. They got at him and he burst into tears. And I had a word with him afterwards and he said, I have very I have great trouble with women. I said, what's, what's happened? He says, my mother, she said, she's taken over by my business forties. She interferes with every relationship that I try to have. She's put me down. She messes my, my whole life up and I've had to separate myself from her for two years. I was doing acupressure for him at that time. And um, I found myself saying anything to him, I think you need a cutting of ties. All adolescents have to eventually separate themselves from their parents and give me done in a loving way. Yeah. But that never happened to you. He said no. So I, it's a particular schmanic process that other people do this with the cutting of the inappropriate ties or cords that one people have at over another, usually relationships. Uh, I don't, don't need to go into the practice of it, but actually ended up with him taking symbolically to, uh, from a wife being next to him a pair of golden scissors or sacred knife and cutting close to his body, which was the heart and solar plexus, the ties that he really felt manipulated by had also intruded and also energy taken from him. So I sent him, I just called him John. Yes. Yeah. And John. You can't work miracles, but this will reach you in some way that I was quite mysterious. 
Anyway, he went off and came back a fortnight later with his next treatment. I was seeing with happiness. I said, goodness me, what's happened to you? He said, you wouldn't believe it, but after, two days after we did that cutting, she telephoned me out of the blue and totally opened her heart to me, and we spoke for two hours. He said, I can't believe it, so much has been healed. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. Yes. But, I mean, part of the... Because it's, I mean, I've, I've got personally, you know, obviously nothing against working with women only. Um, but part of the issue that, as a man at least, I have is that the thing that's happened from a male point of view is that the feminine sort of archetypes have have been inaccessible or seen as not not um, not as valuable as the male ones. Well, I just have to say, some of this the work that I offer is really quite challenging if you have to look at the website. But I have to say, after the year one, what I was, and it was totally unexpected. I saw these transformed women leave, most yes. of them go on. So some have actually become practitioners. So I think I must have been running this for like nearly 30 years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a dedication and it's a joy. Yes, it's a great work and obviously rooted, to, you know, all of this work um, coming back to your pack, of course, it's it's informing these cards. Yes, it's like on the first weekend or when, on the introductory, they're in the cards pick one for that particular workshop or for the possibility future it has so many aspects that are useful yes it's a very good teaching tool well i picked three this morning and i i looked them up but i thought i might ask you what they might mean as combination i picked up medicine woman which obviously i'll have to put man i guess on that uh dragonfly and cougar i i I wouldn't say, say so necessarily i might say there perhaps it's time to value your own person in a woman from the Jungian point of view. <laughs> yes, okay. That's no I'm I'm good with that. And I feel I feel that's uh, I would like to feel that I do anyway, but perhaps even more so. Okay, what were the others? I got uh cougar, which means something different in modern parlance, but in uh, your uh, yes, what's cougar I looked up, but you can remind me. Well, I think you'll have to remind me because I haven't. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I'd have to look that up. So I'll, uh, it was a little bit about taking action, and uh, there was some business about also getting. Um, you can get too um, authoritarian, I think it is really. Or, yes. yes. Too sort of like demanding or pro- pro- probably not listening, I would see. Okay. Well, I, I link them to the cat family because Jaguars are also. There's great perception. They certainly pursue their objective, and um, they can pounce unexpectedly. So it's but it's quite wild, and I think that wild part of ourselves, male or female, probably needs to be released sometimes. Yes, I like the idea of that. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I have your permission now. Um, <laughs> and uh, dragonfly was the other one I got. I think dragonfly are not like butterfly who are totally transformative, but they have this ability of being iridescent and shimmering, um, and they know how to hover. So... My feeling it is of having the ability to dart about when you need to, but really be able to, from a slightly altered viewpoint, to really see the inner things beneath you. If I, don't, I can't remember what I wrote, but that's right. my interpretation. Yeah. Um, no, well, I, I read them. I don't have it verbatim in my mind now, but I must say I really enjoyed the explanations. Yeah, I did get a sort of energetic sense of, you know, felt sense of of, of, of them, which, which felt really good, you know. I, and I like the fact they're not, well, as far as I understand it, um, they're just about here now. You know, the, you know, they're not sort of saying how I'm going to be or anything else. It's just, this is this is just a way to reflect on myself at this moment. Yeah, exactly. It just gives you a little 
starting point or a little drop of possibility. Yeah, so very lovely. So, um, you know what, 20 minutes has gone in a complete rush here, but uh, I'm just I just wondering if you could just say a couple of things more. I mean, one, one thing that I found really, really interesting in the foreword by, by someone called Black Elk, I don't know, obviously. I famous mention man, I don't know if he's still alive. Ah, okay. It was a privilege that he did he did that, because I wrote this many years ago now. Right. Well, I thought that was really interesting. One thing that I really was struck by was that he feels we are the bottom of the animal chain and not the top, which in my interpretation would, would certainly, you know, result in our complete mismanagement, if that's the right way of putting it, or misbehaviour in the world. I don't, I don't know what you feel about that. Well, uh, we've got free will, which makes all the difference. Animals don't, so they act according to their nature. Therefore, if they kill for food, you can't call them cruel or anything like that. So I think we've spent centuries realising that we have choice and animals don't have choice. So I'm not too sure if I would... I mean, choice is a huge responsibility and we have egos of which we're aware of. I suppose you could say that animals are purer but in a less evolved state. I really, I really find that very difficult to answer. Right, okay. Yeah, it's just, I suppose we're in such a time of destruction, aren't we? I mean, there's so many species being wiped out and That's so on. Horrific. Uh, really horrific. And I mean, I hope, you know, your cards and all the different work that we all do is, is at least little bits to work against this. Well, one of the native elders wrote a very, a really poignant, I think it was made into a song, but when the beasts be gone, we shall die. From a great loneliness of spirit. Yeah. And profound. It's profound, daunting, daunting, and um, sort of horrifying, isn't it? <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't it um, really touches my heart. Though. It touches mine. I've read some of the, you know, the the prophecies. That, you know, the, the, the Hopi one, and, and so on. And they're very, you know, you just look around at what's going on. And you think, well, this what they're saying isn't far off the mark, is it? Exactly. And yeah. the fact is, you can read these prophecies. I've read the Inca, the Hopi, and Native North American, and they're practically word for word the same. Oh, are they? Okay. Mm. Yeah, well, we're in that time, and we need... So yeah. I suppose, suppose ending on an optimistic note in that case, if you know, if we're recognising we're in that time of crisis, mm. where, where do you think our energies are best spent? What do you think we should be doing to, to work against that, from your perspective? Doing everything we can to look up to look after Mother Earth and her children because we just take and take and take and we don't give back. And it's, it's that respect for the land as a living, Mother Earth as Gaia, as a, a living being that we all lack, otherwise we wouldn't throw rubbish on the roads and so on. So, so it's, it's reconnecting really with our own... Absolutely. Yeah. Nat ...natural wisdom, I guess, which you're seeing as a Native American wisdom or, what, you know, it's, it's another portal, for want of a better word, into that connection with nature. Exactly. There's so many other ways of doing it, but it's that all it's that respect and care and love and realisation that we are, hopefully not, but we are transient on this planet and we may be only the planet of this kind in the whole universe, we don't know. But everything is so unique and, and precious that yes. I can't understand why we can't see that. And these recent declarations of various countries who are not going to join the declaration about the need to control with poisonous emissions that we're putting out is just beyond my understanding. I think we can agree it's utterly mental. <laughs> it's just uh, 
beyond belief, really. But, Suicidal. Uh, so, I don't want to be too uncheery in this. So, where can people, um, I know with Edison they can get your, your medicine wheel pack. They can obviously do it through Amazon. Um, is there, Can they buy it through your website too? I, I can certainly tell people about it, but I haven't actually, we don't actually sell it. I wish we did somehow or other. Well, so if people want to get in touch with you, it's shamanka.com, isn't it? Which is www.shamanka.com, yes. Yes, so S-H-A-M-A-N-K-A. -A -A. That's right. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you, Eliana, so much for your time today. It's been great to speak to you. I wish I had longer, to be honest, but um, there we go. So thanks so thank much. much. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you.